Welcome to this special edition of Security Management Highlights. I'm your host, Associate Editor Holly Gilbert Stowell. In this episode, Scott Klazowski, founding partner of Future Point of View, offers his perspectives on the changing technology landscape and its convergence with both physical and cybersecurity. He shares his thoughts on how today's chief security officer can rise to meet these challenges and address evolving threats within their organizations. Mr. Klazowski will be a featured speaker at both ASIS Europe 2018 in Rotterdam and the 11th annual CSO Summit hosted by Target in Minneapolis. I began our conversation by asking Mr. Klazowski about advances in technology. While they have obvious positives, he talked about some of the unintended consequences of these changes. The unintended consequences is an interesting topic because uh, I've, been, I've been around in technology for over 30 years, and I've become highly introspective uh, about that, about what, what do we do as technologists when we invent things? And then what are the consequences after we invent them? And are we ever going to become more proactive at understanding what the consequences are, you know, before we just turn stuff loose on the world? We, we could go back and you think about we would invent security tools like a port scanner without ever thinking that the bad guys were going to get a hold of a port scanner. So once we invented the security tool that would help us with something, what happens when it gets in the bad guy's hand? So in other words, uh, we invent a password cracker because we have employees who leave and we don't know what their password is and we have to get into their machine. And so you invent a password cracker, but then of course the criminals get the password cracker. In the human race, we are so excited to invent new things and we rarely sit down and ask ourselves, you know, what is this going to cause? Uh, you know, obviously the poster child for that was when we invented nuclear weapons. But in technology now, you know, you invent Facebook and a social network, and then you have no idea that one of the things that's going to happen at some point is that a country is going to try to sway elections by, you know, putting fake news onto the platform. So this is a, at a high level, what you've asked. It is a big problem because we're inventing technology faster and faster, and rarely do we ever sit down and ask ourselves, hey, what are all the other uses of this technology, or what are all the unintended consequences that might happen from it? And so let's take an example looking forward, artificial intelligence. When it comes to security, uh, I think most people that, that sit around and think of these things, I know I think about these things, that artificial intelligence is probably one of the keys to being able to improve security, a big key because an AI is gonna be able to watch and examine lots of different data points all at once that would be difficult for a human to do. At the same time, if you're willing to make yourself think about how will criminals, digital criminals use AI, you get some scary pictures about how they'll be able to use AI to be able to extort money or uh, steal information or you know, do raise some of the havoc that they wanna raise. So I don't see the situation getting any better to be honest, although I do see that we're getting a little bit more proactive about trying to understand uh, when we invent things, what the potential consequences are. Are there any particular sectors, Scott, that you see as being the most disrupted or having the potential to be affected the most by these changes in technology and by these emerging threats? It's a great question, and there's a really easy answer to it. Criminals are motivated by either how much money can they make or how much leverage uh, can they generate for something? And so when you look at industries, any industry that has cash, right, or a lot of money, a lot of profits, a lot of, uh, you know, a, a lot of financial resources to steal, then that's going to be an industry that's going to be under attack more. So banks, for example, or credit unions. And then the other one is any industry that has high data criticality. So if you have personal health information, right, if you have social security numbers, if you have credit card data, if you have a high data criticality, 
then you're going to be under constant attack because either they want to steal that information to resell it or they want to steal that information to extort money back to you, right, to make you pay to get the data back or to keep the data off the streets. So it's a pretty easy model. So, you know, I look around financial services companies, hospitals, retailers, or uh, e-commerce companies, you know, all, all of these are going to come under more and more attack. If you're a manufacturer who does not do e-commerce and you don't manufacture anything that's mission critical, you will not come under attack right? because you don't have data criticality. You don't have a lot of cash. So that's how you can evaluate which industries are going to have more and more problems going forward in the future. That's a great point. And in that way, the professionals in those industries that might be most affected can brace themselves a little bit more, uh, put more stopholders in place. So we're going to Minneapolis, and you'll be talking to a lot of chief security officers and their deputies. They are feeling overwhelmed with the convergence of physical security, which was kind of traditionally the field that the CSO touched, to now cybersecurity. What do you see as the ideal skill set for the CSO in today's changing world? Again, a great question. The, the way I look at it is there's three components. There's physical security, there's electronic or surveillance or access control, whatever we want to call it. For our purposes, let's just call it electronic. And, and then there's cybersecurity. So I think there's those three legs of the stool. There are starting to be more and more attack vectors that cross over two or all three of these. So, you know, the CSO's job is going to change because you're right. It was typically thought of as more physical security. And then in the last five to 10 years, the electronic component got added to it. And now you can't avoid having to integrate cyber. So for example, let's just say you were doing uh, private security, right? Bodyguard work. Today, if you, if you were really going to do a good job of that, you can't just have somebody with a gun walking around with a famous person. You know, you're, you're also having to monitor online and what's being said about them online. You know, eventually you'll have to worry about a drone flying over the top of them taking pictures, you know. So the job of the CSO is going to get much more sophisticated, and they're going to have to have probably a better set of people reporting to them. So in other words, it will be very normal, I think, to have a cyber expert, an electronic expert, and a physical expert, uh, whether those are all VPs or you know, whatever the job titles are, right? So every CSO will have a lieutenant. You know, it has those three things. And you'll have to start looking at whatever type of organization you're trying to protect. You're going to have to start looking at it from what are the attack vectors that can come from multiple angles. Uh, and you'll have to be able to collaborate well with HR, with the IT department. And you'll just have to be able to collaborate across the organization at a much higher rate than, than you know, what they have had to do in the past. Yes, you make such a great point that the human element is still so critical. Even with all this technology that's emerging, you have to be able to work across departments and work with other people. We're all familiar with the threat vectors that have been making headlines, ransomware, uh, data breach attacks. But what are some of the less obvious and yet up-and-coming cyber threats that security professionals are going to have to worry about? What do you see as the next stage of threat in the cyber world? Well, my biggest concern is now that it's clear that, you know, what I will call Mafia 2.0 is running the game. I think you're going to see things like uh, extorting people to steal their passwords. I mean, we're already starting to see this kind of thing where somebody who's a drug addict that has a wife or a husband that works for a company, they're getting organized crime is going to them saying, uh, look, you know, we're going to kill you unless you, you know, give us your wife's password or you give us your password. I think you're going to get 
people, you know, going and saying, oh, you work for, let's just say IBM. Okay, we're going to need your password or else we won't sell you drugs anymore. Or we'll pay you $3,000 for your password. So I think you'll see organized crime, you know, revert to some of the tactics they have always used or used in the past to try to get access to networks. I think they'll have, they'll send employees in to go to work for, let's just take a bank, and they'll send an employee in whose whole job is to go to work for the bank for six months and get access to systems and then put malware into systems directly. So, and then they'll leave, right? They'll just quit and leave their job, but that they've done what they were hired to do, which was go to work for the bank and inject something into the system. So I I think you're going to see a mixture of a little bit old school mafia techniques to be able to steal data or to get control of networks. So that kind of thing concerns me. And then, like I mentioned to you earlier, you know, I'm concerned then about the opposite direction, using AIs or cognitive computing. So using much more advanced technology to build criminal platforms or attack tools that, because they're run by an AI, you know, they're hard to defend. So those things uh, concern me. And then I guess the last thing I'd say is, you know, I, I think you're going to see real interesting mixes of things like drones hovering outside of buildings. And the drones, you know, got a microphone and it's listening into conversations or it's watching keystrokes with a camera and looking to see if it can, uh, you know, steal somebody's passwords by watching the keystrokes. And that drone won't be sitting outside a low-level person's window. The drone will be sitting outside the executive's window up on the 10th floor. You know, uh, it might be also trying to see if it can connect to the network, right, while it's hovering up there. So, I mean, I think we'll see, which again, you know, those are just examples of both a physical and the electronic attack when you have a drone sitting outside the window of a building, you know, trying to see what it can steal. Yes, thank you for that answer. And what's so interesting to me is you did mention some familiar technologies, some familiar threats, but in a heightened and new fashion, we have to keep up with these actors who are increasingly sophisticated. We're excited that you are speaking at both ASIS Europe 2018 in Rotterdam, as well as the 11th annual CSO Summit in Minneapolis. Scott, what can attendees expect to hear from you at those events? What can they look forward to? I'm very excited to speak in Rotterdam and then turn right around and go to Minneapolis and speak with the CSOs. What I'm trying to do is mix a couple things. You know, I'm on the streets every day working with clients. And so, like, I'm getting to see what's going on out in the real world. But then I'm also, you know, I get paid to be a visionary. And so, you know, what I want to do is is really try to help people understand, you know, where is this integrated security model going? What is technology doing to, you know, both improve our ability to be more secure, but also then, you know, create more lethal attack vectors? You know, I I want to try to help people um, stick with the basics because I think too often we get excited about all the futuristic things and we don't even do the basics of training our employees well. So, I, I mean, I have an agenda that's a mixture of practical things and then visionary things that I want to try to help get across to people. Just, you know, more, more than anything, we need to be more proactive. We need to work harder to protect organizations. And I, I feel like at times we are not as proactive as we should be and we are not working as hard as we should be. So I'm just going to try to inspire people to do those things. Thank you so much for joining us, Scott. And we look forward to seeing you in Rotterdam and Minneapolis. Glad to do it, and I look forward to seeing you as well. Next time, it'll be Rotterdam. 
Once again, for our listeners, ASIS Europe 2018 will be taking place in Rotterdam, April 18th to 20th. For more information, just visit www.asiseurope.org. And the 11th annual CSO Summit, hosted by Target in Minneapolis, is taking place April 29th to May 1st. And for that event, please visit asisonline.org and click on Professional Development. I'm your host, Associate Editor Holly Gilbert Stowell. Thanks for tuning in to this special edition of the podcast, and be sure to check out more episodes throughout the month. Bye-bye.